Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to join us for this act of worship. St Bride's is famous for its ministry to journalists, and behind me here you can see our journalists' commemorative altar. We are aware as never before of the dangers that those in the industry face when bringing us the news. So our journalists and all who work in the media are very much in our thoughts and prayers at this time. However, we are, of course, here for all of you, journalists and everyone else. Do please leave us a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these services, uh, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. But now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. you very warmly to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong on this the eighth Sunday after Trinity. We're delighted that you're able to join us online for this service. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent. 
according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament lesson is written in the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11, beginning at the 10th verse. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the islands of the sea. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. The envy also of Ephraim shall depart, and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. But they shall fly upon the shoulders of the Philistines towards the west. They shall spoil them of the east together. They shall lay their hand upon Edom and Moab, and the children of Ammon shall obey them. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea. And with his mighty wind shall he shake his hand over the river, and shall smite it in the seven streams, and make men go over dryshod. And there shall be an highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, like as it was to Israel in the day that he came out of the land of Egypt. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord. For he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. This is the word of the Lord.
The New Testament lesson is written in the second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, beginning at the first verse. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in all Achaia, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, and by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we had despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world, and more abundantly to you, Ward. For we write none other things unto you that what ye read or acknowledge, and I trust ye shall acknowledge even to the end. As also ye have acknowledged us in part that we are your rejoicing, even as ye are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. And in this confidence I was minded to come unto you before, that ye might have a second benefit, and to pass by you into Macedonia, and come again out of Macedonia unto you, and of you to be brought to my way toward Judea. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness, or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh, that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him are men, unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God, who hath sealed us and given us the earnestness of the Spirit in our hearts. This is the word of the Lord.
Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the Lord.
In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the most wonderful and distinctive features of our worship here at St Bride's is the outstanding quality of our choral music, which is very well known. The whole function of Christian worship is to enable us to commune with the living God in ways that are creative and life-giving. And human beings have long recognized that one of the most powerful and effective ways of doing that is through music. One of my great heroes, the Elizabethan priest and writer Richard Hooker, who in the late 1500s was master of the Temple Church, just a few hundred yards away from where I am now standing, wrote very powerfully about the extraordinary capacity that music has to affect our emotions, to change our mood, and to bring us into touch with God. 
to quote him, to carrieth as it were into ecstasies, filling the mind with an heavenly joy, and for the time, in a manner, severing it from the body. That's the kind of powerful effect that music can have upon our souls. John and Charles Wesley, the heroes of Methodism, also recognized the extraordinary power of music, particularly hymnody, in connecting people with God and in communicating the truths of the faith. We continue to sing many of their most famous hymns today. And almost 300 years after Hooker, during the Victorian era, another Anglican priest continued that tradition. He was a man with whom I've always felt a great affinity because for 20 years he lived and worked in what was to become my own hometown, East Grinstead in Sussex. And he is a man who's commemorated in the Church of England's calendar today on the 7th of August. His name was John Mason Neal. At the top of the high street in East Grinstead, at the end of a rather spectacular run of medieval houses and shops, is a very famous almshouse called Sackville College. And it was there in 1846 that the young 28-year-old clergyman, John Mason Neal, was appointed its warden. Neal had been deeply concerned at the loss of the great tradition of hymnody that had followed the Reformation when the liturgy moved from Latin into the vernacular. As he pointed out, when the Reformed churches started using worship in the language of the people, many of the great prayers and collects of the Western Church were translated and so preserved. But alongside that, a rich tradition of hymnody was effectively lost. In an essay on the, the history of English hymnology, John Mason Neal wrote this. That treasury into which the saints of every age and country had poured their contributions, delighting each in his generation to express their hopes and fears, their joys and sorrows, in language which should be the heritage of their holy mother to the end of time, those noble hymns which had solaced anchorites on their mountains, monks in their cells, priests, in bearing up against the burden of heat and heat of the day, missionaries in girding themselves for martyrdom, henceforth they became as a sealed book and as a dead letter. And despite being crippled by ill health, Neil's contribution to and influence upon Anglican worship through his hymn writing and his translation of Latin and Greek hymns into English has been extraordinary. The edition of Hymns Ancient and Modern that was published in 1875 contained 58 hymns that he had translated. The New English Hymnal of 1906 included 63 of his translations and six of his own original hymns. We have J.M. Neal to thank for wonderful hymns such as All Glory, Lord and Honour, without which Palm Sunday simply would not be Palm Sunday. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, without which we couldn't think of marking the season of Advent. And there are so many, many more. Of the Father's heart begotten, a great and mighty wonder, sing my tongue the glorious battle, and many, many more. John Mason Neal really is one of the great unsung heroes of Anglican tradition, and it is right that we should honour his memory tonight at Choral Evensong in a service that he would have dearly loved. Amen.
Let us pray. Faithful God, we wait on your word and our hearts rejoice in your loving kindness. Renew our confidence in the promise of your kingdom and the signs of its dawning. Keep your church vigilant and expectant. We ask for your blessing on all who serve this community of St. Bride. We pray for the leaders of all your holy churches, especially Alison, our rector, Sarah, our bishop, Justin and Stephen, our archbishops. We pray also today for the church in the province of the West Indies, for Howard Gregory, Archbishop and Bishop of Jamaica and the Cayman Islands, for the church in Stockholm in Sweden, and for Andreas Homburg, Bishop. In our own diocese, we pray for the Barnet Deanery and for Julie Gitto's area dean. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Faithful God, we pray for all who share our spiritual ancestry, especially Muslims and Jews, fellow sons and daughters of Abraham. We pray for a greater understanding between our faith, for all that builds and sustains cohesive living. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Faithful God, Set our hearts on the lasting treasure of your Son. Keep us from the complacency that is blind to injustice. Extend our concern to new horizons. We ask for your blessing on our Queen and our government and the leaders of the nations. We continue to pray for peace in Ukraine and for journalists in that land and elsewhere around the world where they are in harm's way in the course of their work. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Faithful God, strengthen all who are fearful of the future, all going through a veil of misery. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, and raise up the broken-hearted. Remember before you all those in our parish community, in this city and around the world who are in need at this time. We remember in the silence of our hearts any others known to us. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Faithful God, prepare us for the day when we will come to share in your eternal banquet. We commend to you those who have died in this hope. Amongst them, the recently departed and those whose year's mind comes at this time. Welcome us with them home to the celestial city you have made ready for your beloved children. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept, accept these prayers, prayers for the, for sake, the sake of thy, of thy Son, our Saviour, Saviour Jesus, Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen.
The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.